In the future of 2020, a virus has taken over the world. It has changed our lives in every possible way. But over the horizon, two drifters appear. And they've come to town to tell you the tales of the worst of it. They call it shit show, Game of Rones. Welcome to Game of Thrones episode 6, colon, Return of the Jeppi, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm doing the intro for the second time in a row because you, Gus, cannot be trusted in your sleep-deprived state. Why? Tell Rig why you are such. <laughs> that is such a convoluted way to ask me what the news is. Yes. <laughs> the news is that uh, after... Quite a long wait. I thought it would be shorter. Turns out science says otherwise. <laughs> Finally, Crackle has delivered to the world my son, yes. <laughs> who is uh, colloquially known as Jep, not on his birth certificate <laughs> or anything relating to him actually, but uh, his real name is Will, but he will be known as Jep on this show. Which is amazing, and I... I'm really disappointed that it didn't make the birth certificate. I was campaigning hard. <laughs> well, to be fair, he didn't actually have a uh, full legal name until about uh, two weeks into his life. <laughs> Crackle was just <laughs> wow. like, I'll get around to it, okay? I'm like, currently he is called Baby of Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> currently he'll be known as Baby X. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the lab baby has uh, risen. He's here to fix coronavirus one step at a time. Oh my god, the sleep depth is real. It's you can tell by looking at my face that uh, I can't actually. Uh, you look exactly the same. Oh no, That's I looked a- awful before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm on my uh, my fourth coffee, and we're recording in the morning, so that should give you a pretty fresh idea of what it's like. Um, imagine, so when we were in Korea uh, for the Olympics two years ago yeah. and we were having to get up at 3.30am uh, to do radio crosses yep. and uh, we both said, this is the hardest thing that we've ever done. Um, <laughs> this, oh, Gus. This, Poor, this, stupid, <laughs> ill-informed Gus. This, uh, well, we said at the time, nothing could be harder than this. No one has ever gone through this level of hardship. No one, <laughs> no one with a disease, in a war. <laughs> no one has ever been no. this sleep-deprived. No. <laughs> no one can understand what these two straight white guys are going through <laughs> on an all-expenses-paid trip, trip to, to the Korea. Olympics. Uh, I wish that uh, <laughs> at that point I could have just had a small word from future Gus who <laughs> would have rocked up, backhanded me <laughs> and said, you wait two years, you entitled fuck. <laughs> You're going to wish you could string together four hours of sleep. And also, the baby never rests on the weekend, so there is oh no God. weekend. Uh, basically, instead of uh, like Korea where... Um, we didn't have to do crosses on a Saturday or a Sunday, so we just went hard in the paint and slept for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, being a parent is more like if 
in Korea every two to three hours, we were woken up by a human who said, wipe my ass. <laughs> so actually, having a baby is a lot like Korea. Between 1950 and 1953, <laughs> when the war was happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Jep was born a couple of days before my birthday, um, and uh, he was threatening at one point to uh, be bit... <laughs> No, he, <laughs> he, had a, he had a knife. <laughs> he, he was he was cutting letters out of the newspaper and pasting them onto a page with Clag. They reckon he's in the 99th percentile <laughs> he's, for threats. God, he's 100th, 110% off his threats because uh, he was just hanging out in there. He finally uh, emerged after 41 weeks. For anyone who's oh. not a parent or not totally across the uh, the birthing cycle. Anything after 37 weeks is arrival time. <laughs> so he waited a month. Yeah, so about this, you have essentially defaulted to my you are the healthy Harold to my young wide-eyed kids in a van next to a school when you're explaining to me the intricacies of pregnancy, which I don't know somehow at the age of 32. <laughs> and <laughs> you were telling me about, I was just like, yeah, it's nine months, right? Nine months. 36 weeks, when's that baby coming? And you're just like, oh, Rig, you <laughs> it's idiot. A, it's 10 months. <laughs> it's ten, they're like, it's 10 months. They don't put that in the, in the textbook. No, it's insane. Why, why would you possibly teach every man on the planet that it's nine months of pregnancy, right? then tell all of the women that it's 10 months? <laughs> this whole thing is a conspiracy <laughs> to make guys think that it's shorter. Because after nine months, I'm like, fuck, uh, any day now, and uh, and our obstetrician, horribly overpaid, <laughs> massively underinformed, tells me, uh, no, 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 he's not even close. <laughs> is it is it ironic because men can men are actually the ones that fly off the handle emotionally speaking? So it'll just be like, it'll be nine months, uh, Gus, and then goes to crackle. It's ten, or it's just be like, oh, the, you, you go in the hospital, you're just like everything's gonna be fine, right? Doctor says to you, Gus, everything's gonna be fine. To crackle, this is gonna hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you emerge from it with an understanding of just how terribly useless men are. <laughs> so I'm there during labour, which uh, to to be fair. Uh, went for what seemed like an eternity because I'm watching Crackle in pain the whole time. But literally, she carried my son for 10 months. Then she alone birthed him. That's that's it. And you look at it and go, I did a bit at the start and (laughs) then fuck all. (laughs) And fuck all the whole time. (laughs) And then at the very end, they're like, great. So... uh, you are also can't feed him. He won't recognise you. He knows your uh, wife's heartbeat and uh, she is his only food provider. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. So, uh, uh, question, what am, what am I doing? And they're like, hold him, wipe his ass, <laughs> put him to sleep. I'm like, great. He has Good zero chat. attachment to you. No. You may as well be one of those 1960s science experiments where you're made out of a mesh cage <laughs> <laughs> with skin over, latex skin over the top. <laughs> It's just a lost scene from Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> I, I am a fleshy corpse hanging on a wall. Um, to, to the point of uselessness where uh, you, you really try and overcompensate and, and go, great, I'm going to do, I'm going to be the best dad in the world. Yeah. The da- dads around, around the planet just won't comprehend how good a dad I'm going to be. And then after three days, you're like, I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> I'm going to be the worst father in history. Um, and, and so... 
there's this old school midwife uh, thing. And to anyone who's listening who is a midwife, if you are listening, you're probably under 35. And so what I'm about to say does not apply to you because you're one of the good ones. This only applies to old midwives. <laughs> so they were uh, taught, uh, instructed and um, raised in a, a time where fathers would smoke a cigar outside yeah. the hospital, yeah. go back to work and meet their son after about four to five years. <laughs> so <laughs> when, when a real-life Pokemon centre <laughs> where you drop <laughs> off the egg, come back and find a five-year-old <laughs> little monster. Good. <laughs> yes, he's become Turkmen Bashy. <laughs> Turkmenazard is the next step. So <laughs> basically this... This uh, old midwife who was definitely present at Christ's resurrection <laughs> has looked <laughs> looked at me after she could name she, all the she faces. She birthed him. <laughs> what do you mean? It's an immaculate conception. <laughs> Lie back. I'm going to catch this bastard. <laughs> His mum's name was Jenny. <laughs> anyway, so basically, this this ancient midwife after <laughs> after like. First day of being a parent. So, Jep, Jep arrives at about 5.50pm. Yeah. And that night, uh, you don't really sleep because you're just... The endorphins are pumping. Sure. The adrenaline's there. You're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, and all of your hormones, as, as a parent, uh, turn it on at the same time to be like, you must protect this thing. So, here's all of the great feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> night one, you're just like, I just took a fuckload of lines. And I'm staying up forever. <laughs> So, so I'm just there staring at my son's face uh, and this old midwife walks in and is like, hmm, you're uh, still here. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. Crackle just turns to her and is like, what? And, uh, and she's like, oh, not you. The father's still here. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he was born four hours ago. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, um, we don't really have a bed for you. Um... There's that armchair in the corner. Um, yeah, usually the fathers don't stay. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking one, one second, mate. <laughs> My wife is absolutely gutted. <laughs> like, just she, shot. She is, has been through the ringer for two days. So if I leave, it's just you and her. <laughs> You look like a sack of old potatoes <laughs> who cannot lift a cigarette, let alone a child. So if I leave my son with you two, when my wife goes to sleep, he's dead. <laughs> so anyway, so I have a long-running stash with Debbie for five days. <laughs> because for five days? Yeah, private health insurance. Stay for as long as you can. Oh I recommend getting it. Because uh, they will treat you like a queen if you're the mother and like an escaped inmate if you're the father. <laughs> so, so eventually one of the young midwives the next day comes in and is like, oh my God, did you sleep in that armchair last night? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Debbie made me do it. And she's gone, fuck, hold on, mate. Just brings me a full bed. Oh, <laughs> just wheels wheels it in. Great. Later that day, Debbie comes back and uh, <laughs> who gave you that bed? <laughs> Basically, she <laughs> she comes in. Uh, it's uh, it, Craig and I have popped the top off a good bottle of champagne. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate <laughs> the arrival of our son after what felt like forever. Yeah. And Debbie comes in and goes, "Hmm, party time, is it?" <laughs> 
I'm like, Debbie, what the fuck, mate? <laughs> These are there are definitely people out there who look at certain jobs and they be like, well. It's the same. This she has a real clock in, clock out attitude. Does oh, for Debbie? Sure. You are dealing with new lives being born. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit, man! Get it together. Sure, but uh, all the all the young midwives are like, uh, okay, great. Disregard all of these old shaman esque pieces of advice you got from old midwives, <laughs> and uh, here is all the things that you need. Here's a bed. Here is spare nappies. Here is pain relief drugs for your wife. And I'm like, you guys are the best. <laughs> you guys are the actual best. So would it be accurate to say that this particular hospital gets four star minus one for Debbie? Uh yeah. Yeah. I I'd I'd say I'd say three three and a half because of the uh the bed that I got. <laughs> minus <laughs> this three. This is some suddenly turned around where it's just like and then finally, this young midwife gives me this bed. Bit lumpy, though. Lost <laughs> the half a star. It is covered in blood and semen. <laughs> One star. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, he is the best, and uh, we are absolutely besotted. So, How good. Um, and as, as you found out, whooping cough injections, they're really hard to get. Yeah, someone told me recently that you can get them at the chemist, and I'm just like, well, that's nice. <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, uh, we should dive into it. So we first, probably should. <laughs> first segment is Trainwreck Trophy. Yes. We've both gone through the internet, into the internet, yep. deep inside the internet. Breaststroking uh, through the internet. <laughs> to find nuggets of comedy gold hidden in the current affairs segments. What have you got for us? First, the sting is what I have for us now. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the go. I get some free passes. <laughs> I don't know how much clearer I need to make it on our show plan. It's highlighted in bright yellow. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not looking at the show plan. <laughs> I'm watching the track running <laughs> on our recording software. <laughs> <laughs> also an important job. <laughs> All right, so this first one has been sent in by quite a few people, actually. Uh, loyal shit showers like Lockie Johnson, like Luke Taylor, yep. like Mr. Kyle Alexander over in the UK, because it is a ripper. We head, my friend, to China. <laughs> <laughs> in my house, by the way, we cannot say the country without saying it like Donald Trump. <laughs> China. <laughs> so we're in China. <clears throat> the Rones. Oh, yeah. It is... Carving it up over there. Obviously, it was big numbers. Yeah, big big numbers. Huge numbers in China. Exactly. And you know what? Someone was sitting on the bench waiting for their turn. (laughs) And who was waiting on the pine, (laughs) taking off the warm up jacket? It was the one, the only, Booby P. (laughs) He's back, baby. He's back. He can't stay away. He just can't. It's but like China is just like, you know what? We love marmot meat. <laughs> <laughs> and Booby P r- rips off the Adidas 
<laughs> track pants that rip, have rip-off buttons. <laughs> Booby P is Scotty Pippen in The Last Dance. <laughs> and he says he's underrated, but God, he's good. Walks up to Coach Grim Reaper and says, put me in. <laughs> so that's what's happened in the... This is really confusing. It's in the Inner Mongolia province. So it has Mongolia in the name, still in China. Yes. yes. So it's in the Inner Mongolia uh, area. They've put it up to a level three warning. A level three warning on a tiered system of four levels is actually the second lowest. But I was when I read like level three warning, or if anyone puts something like that plus a number, they're like, we're at DEFCON 5. I'm like, oh, that's serious. Yeah, I like, and, turn and, to and, someone, and, I'm like, oh, that's and serious. And then you find out that DEFCON 5 is the best one. DEFCON 1 is terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, they go backwards as well. Yeah, I didn't realise. I'm just like, we are going Mac 1. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> Yep, that <laughs> fast. <laughs> Mac-, Mac one again, slow. Slow. Mark three, razor. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we are going <laughs> just <laughs> immediately Mark Warburg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in the Inner Mongolia province, um, a bunch of cases of the booby pee uh, happened because people were fucking eating marmot meat. These little ground squirrels that they can't stay away from. <laughs> Tell you what, if everyone, if all the marmots were like Percy and we've brought this up before, <laughs> the mess squirrel, that there is no way anyone would be eating marmots. <laughs> no, because they'd be immediately cut. Uh, <laughs> it's so good though. Like when you look at all of the ancient things that can come back, this is the booby pee is considered to be a medieval illness. Yeah. <laughs> it is rearing its ugly head. I know. In its bird-faced head <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> so I'd, I'd actually uh, seen a, a quick grab of this earlier and wasn't it contracted in uh, the Mongolian region of COVID? No, I, I don't... Uh, really? Yep, K-H-O-V-D. <laughs> Are you serious? I am dead set. And look, I'm no conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but oh. when you're getting some new pandemics, <laughs> new the new adventures of old booby pee coming out of COVID, <laughs> 2020 is cooked. It is so bad. I love that uh, <laughs> there's a WHO representative, Sergei Dioditsu, don't know how to say that or where he's from. It's just a real weird mix of letters. <laughs> and he's just like, look, plague does occur in Mongolia and China because they just naturally are on fleas and these marmots. And then you're just like, yeah, cool. And then he follows up with, but the problem is that local residents who, despite all prohibitions and recommendations of local authorities, continue to hunt them and eat them, as this is a local delicacy. I love how they just shrug their shoulders and go, well, we can't stop them. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, all the people in the US who are just like, I'm not wearing a mask because my freedom. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going <laughs> to stop eating fucking marmots. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, you piece of shit. <laughs> Pandemic eat- doesn't kill people. Guns kill people. <laughs> what? I'll- I will dead set go on a buffet of marmots. <laughs> also, I'm about to go ham. If if there's one thing that's been uh, pretty comprehensively proven by uh, the emergence of coronavirus out of a <laughs> wet market, then immediately the reopening of that wet market, it's that local delicacies in China are a Fucked. significant part of what they like to eat. Yeah. It's, it, it's like you that level of demand 
in a country of a billion people means that, of course, you're going to... If you see something move, it could be food. Why Why do, does the Chinese population overall have the same attitude towards things that move as a small child in a sandbox? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what is that? Sand. Should I eat it? It's like... Why would you ever eat that thing? It's you've got marmots, you've got fucking sand shrews from Pokemon, little little fucking armadillos. <laughs> to, Why? To, to be fair to uh, cultural differences, uh, we don't have an answer for that. But what we what we do know is that it's been going on for a long time. It's a it's an ingrained part of of Chinese food. Uh, is that there is a much much wider range of animals on the menu than there is in Western society. Totally. That there is definitely uh, a a point at which you're like, okay, cool. So uh, we'll be sensitive to the fact that uh, they're eating things that we're not eating. Where you draw the line is uh, where it's things that you go, okay, well, these have been proven beyond repute to be carrying serious disease. Yeah. Like any anything that is uh, either a disease carrier or is usually referred to as a vermin pest, <laughs> should not be put into a human's body as food. <laughs> Absolutely. I 100% agree. So that is, that f- that's the first one from me. What have you got? Okay. So uh, we are going to have our first discussion about the next leader of one of the greatest countries on earth. Florida. <laughs> Mr. Kanye West. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. For anybody who's been living under a rock and consuming the delicious biscuits (laughs) that are crawling under there, Kanye West has revealed that he is running for the uh, presidency of the United States in 2020. Uh, That's very soon. The election's in November. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, no one's been really able to campaign, so he hasn't missed a trick. But, my God, when you start reading some of the insanity behind his campaign platform, and uh, the first part is him going, uh, his main advisors are his wife and notoriously insane Tesla owner Elon Musk. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Who is very rich and very crazy. (laughs) So, So the platform appears to be... Uh, anti-vax and anti-abortion. Fresh start. He refuses to run as a Republican because he's lost faith in uh, Donald Trump. He uh, has also said that he doesn't agree with Biden, so he's taken the fresh stance of becoming an independent, (laughs) which has worked approximately zero times in American (laughs) electoral history. (laughs) Uh, He's finally confirmed that he's serious about about running. Um, He... (laughs) He has uh, definitely, definitely uh, put forward a platform that is going to make it very, very difficult for anybody to vote for him because he seems to contradict himself at every single turn. But this is what I'm thinking, Rick. I think that considering that we are all about the underdog, we (laughs) we are the people's show. The insanity that is America, which is a full blown dumpster fire. Yeah. He will be president. He he will Mark be an, a, our words. <laughs> Mark Warburg, our words. <laughs> he will be Mark three <laughs> our words. He will be president because America is cooked. We're gonna follow his journey to the White House because anyone that has a uh, quote like this about why he decided to run, 
Uh, he said he came up with the idea for the presidency while in the shower. <laughs> Quote, I write raps in the shower. It hit me to say, you're going to run for president. And I started laughing hysterically. <laughs> and I just laughed in the shower. I don't know for how long, but that's the moment it hit me. I'm going to be president. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is to be so fair, great. F- for people who don't know, for, for the few women that, that uh, listen to our show, all great epiphanies that come to men happen in the bathroom. <laughs> In the shower, on the toilet, in the bath. That's where all good ideas are born. (laughs) As a new dad, I can tell you that toilet time has become so sacred. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's It's sacred anyway. Only a couple of fresh minutes that I get by myself per day. Oh, it's so funny. I remember being with my ex and she used to be like, what are you even doing in there? Because I'd been there for like half an hour and was like, I am expelling waste. (laughs) But in reality... Learning a different language, having business ideas, <laughs> trying to run for prime minister. <laughs> oh, he's a. He, I mean, look, this is another. There's another thing for Kanye. Uh, he has distanced himself from uh, Trump's comments about COVID nineteen, and is very pro-China. It's not China's fault that disease. It's not the Chinese people's fault. They're God's people. Also, I love China and their food. <laughs> okay. Uh, well. <laughs> Circling back, what sort of food are we talking about? Exactly. Are we talking about sweet and sour pork or armadillo? <laughs> are, we, are we talking about bat stew? Yeah. Because once again, eat whatever you want in, unless it is horribly diseased. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, don't eat it. That should, that That's sh- the flow chart. This is, yeah, this is the new campaign for China. You do you, but stop eating diseased things. It's not that big an ask. It's not. It's, it's really not. All right. So that's uh, that's the first one that I got. What's your second? So I like this one. This one's short and it's sharp. So we're in Newburgh, Oregon. And there was, on, on Sunday morning, uh, officers responded to a report of a suspect that had just stolen a person's Toyota Land Cruiser. So the stolen vehicle makes its way through Newburgh, Oregon, the, the downtown area. The cops run the plates. They're like, this is a stolen car. Chase ensues. <laughs> this guy, he, Randy Lee Cooper. What have we always said about three names? <laughs> also, anyone called Randy, <laughs> he's failing on so many fronts. <laughs> I know. So Randy Lee Cooper, he gets chased through the downtown of Newburgh, Oregon, loses control of his vehicle after going too fast and slams into another parked car, a Buick. The cops ch- get up to him and they say... Righto, Randy. This is a pretty open and shut case. You're coming with us. They have a chat to the woman in the Buick, Kristen Nicole Beeg. I don't know how to pronounce it. B-E-G-U-E. And Be- Begway. Begway. Could be. And so they say to Miss Begway, Righto, we're really sorry about your car. Give us your details. And she's just like, oh, police quickly find out that car is also stolen. <laughs> So just, yes. just, <laughs> just to be the real example of two birds, one stone, <laughs> we have one stolen Land Cruiser plowing in to a stolen Buick. Both suspects taken to the cop shop and charged. <laughs> that is amazing. It just proves that if you do absolutely nothing, karma will find a way. Oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> sort it out, which is actually the motto of the uh, LAPD. It's also the motto of Chinese wet markets. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I I honestly think that any story where a criminal takes themselves and other criminals out is no one doesn't enjoy that. No. There's zero percent of the population that is like feel bad for them. It's yeah, it's legitimately like something out of a cartoon. Like <laughs> Scooby Doo where they're like chasing each other and then they ba- the two villains bang into one another. Yeah. Straight straight out of the Acme rocket. Yeah. Um so speaking of things out of a cartoon, uh, I want to take you to Turkmenistan. Piss off. Yes, I absolutely do. Because uh, for the anyone... The date, Turkmenbashi. <laughs> the time, Turkmenbashi. <laughs> well, you, you can view it on state television network, <laughs> Turkmenbashi. <laughs> uh, for anyone that is not familiar with uh, the insanity that is Turkmenistan and its series of dictators, um, go back and listen to our uh, episode uh, on Turkmenistan uh, called Turkmenbashi. Um, it is pure insanity start to finish. So their new leader... He's not really new. He's been leader for sort of fifteen years, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he's he's new. He's new in the context of Debbie's life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like me being like, my new job. I hit four years this month. <laughs> in, in in that context, you just started, which um, is the best. What I used to do with guys who had just started. We had a guy who just left us recently, but he was with us for a year and a half, and I called him new kid the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand why he left. <laughs> so, <laughs> Turkmenistan, uh, they <laughs> their current leader loves horses. He's so much the a song. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. we all do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The dictator of oil-rich Turkmenistan <laughs> has a real soft spot for Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes no sense, but my God, <laughs> does it get played a lot on local radio station, Turkmenbashi? <laughs> oh, no, the the animal, <laughs> which inspired okay. the song. Yeah. Um. So loves <laughs> loves horses, and uh, <laughs> so much so that they have a public holiday <laughs> in April every year uh-huh. called Horses Day. <laughs> Uh, He gets everybody or as many people as will fit into a stadium and rides around on a horse without a shirt. Oh, no. (laughs) Just doing horse shit. Yeah. How how has Putin not been invited? (laughs) I bet he was. He's just like, nah, this is heaps too cooked for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's when you know you're fucked. (laughs) When Vladimir Putin says, no, you crazy. (laughs) So your your country is heaps too straight for me. Um, so so in April, obviously, uh, coronavirus has been uh, ravaging the planet for about two months at that point. Yeah. Um, Turkmenistan, uh, in response to the incredible rise in cases of their neighbouring country, Iran, said, "Let's get a hundred thousand people into a stadium." And ha- celebrate oh, Horses Day no. uh, while our gallant supreme leader <laughs> <laughs> trolls around with his beer gut out, <laughs> and we all <laughs> pretend that he's not fat. <laughs> so uh, he effectively um, has gone great. Oh, sorry, April twenty sixth. Um, so it's a, to also Anzac Day. It's towards towards That's the, April twenty fifth. Oh shit! Uh, it's, it's the day after Anzac Day, <laughs> commonly known as Hangover Day. <laughs> so he has uh, has uh, brought everybody together, and uh, Turkmenistan has gone. Yep, 
Zero cases. Um, Turkmenistan today is still saying we have zero cases <laughs> until a whistleblowing doctor <laughs> has gone to the press to say coronavirus is currently out of control in Turkmenistan. Oh, my God. There has, since that particular uh, gathering of people, been a rise that has been described as catastrophic. Oh, wow. By a doctor who has sought asylum. <laughs> Holy shit. He said that uh, in the hospital that he was working... Five doctors simultaneously died after falling sick. They were all tested for coronavirus and were tested positive. All of the employees at that hospital were then told that they had to buy their own masks and gloves oh. and get a coronavirus at their own cost. Oh. That costs $75. That is 20% of the monthly wage oh of my Turkmenistan. God. So it's currently zero, currently zero cases. They just keep having public holidays. I don't know <laughs> what oh is going God. on in Turkmenistan, but uh, they their dictator just keeps doubling down and going, you know what will solve this? Another public holiday. <laughs> Everyone gather around. I'm getting my kid off. <laughs> You're all going to applaud and cough into each other's mouths, as is the tradition. <laughs> Congratulations and thanks for coming for Father's Day. I will now remove my shirt. <laughs> So yeah, there's uh, there's all of these leaked photos of uh, medics in hazmat suits. They've been surreptitiously closing embassies, oh. uh, but they're not closing anything to do with the public. So in Turkmenistan, they're like, "Hey, everybody, everything's totally fine." Uh, question from the public: Why are all government officials wearing hazmat suits? Kill that man. <laughs> It's basically Turkmenistan's <laughs> attitude at the moment. And uh, that is bringing us to uh, the moment that uh, their neighbouring countries, a series of other ex-Soviet uh, countries who the have... The stands. Uh, yeah, the stands have, um, have all said, we're ravaged with coronavirus. And Iran has said, we're really fucked. Uh, you need to start releasing your actual figures. And Turkmenistan have, true to form, said... We are a much better country than all of you, and there is no coronavirus here. <laughs> also, Leave us alone so we can stare into this giant gas fire pit. <laughs> exactly. Please look the other way. I need to use this human-sized broom. <laughs> so we're going to keep an eye on that because, uh, once again, Turkmenistan is the actual worst. Oh, God. Which brings us to uh, our next segment, which we're going to we're going to bring back, we're going to revitalize, bring it back from the dead. We are going into conspiracy corner. Play the tune. There is no tune, so <laughs> you're just making sure we get all the stings in, even the ones that don't exist. The ones that don't exist. We're conspiracy corner. <laughs> all right, here we are. <laughs> so conspiracy corner, mate. Did you want to kick us off? Absolutely. So uh, there's plenty. Of, uh, of strange conspiracies going around about uh, coronavirus. Yeah. We've discussed this. We have. I have deliberately kept an anti-vaxxer on my Facebook just so that I can watch the insanity ensue <laughs> <laughs> and, and leave small fact-checking articles in response to her weird videos. Um, the the one that keeps coming up is the Bill Gates yes. uh, link, which, which is phenomenal because <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. But... I think everybody's across all of the all the coronavirus ones. So I wanted to uh, instead. Can you just, can you drill? Are you going to drill down on the Bill Gates one? I am going to drill down on the Bill Gates Love one. Love this, good. Um, but uh, but before that, just to to get people in the conspiracy mood, uh, here is a couple of conspiracy theories uh, that 
the same sort of people believe and that similar numbers of people tuned into. Um, the first one is that chemicals in the water are turning people gay. <laughs> so, so Forget about this virus for one sec. The water is turning people gay. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if anyone's heard, but we have some really gay water and it is freaking people out. Um so Alex Jones is the host of InfoWars, uh, probably one of the trashiest and uh, worst right-wing shows going, which is fact-checked all the time and found to be false. Yeah. But he can, he produces, he's like the Babe Ruth of conspiracy theories. <laughs> he puts up <laughs> enormous booby P-style numbers. And so this is one of his, uh, his uh, more believed ones. Uh, <laughs> he claims the government is putting chemicals in the water that are turning people into homosexuals. Uh, the chemical is known <laughs> by the inner sanctum of the government as the gay bomb. <laughs> and he claims that <laughs> that it's so potent that it's even turned frogs gay. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not sure whether he means the animal frogs or French people. <laughs> Cry laugh emoji. <laughs> it's a thing I'm trying out. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's the first one. The <laughs> next one that I was like, how is this so well patronised by belief? Uh, 12 million people in the US alone <laughs> believe that there is a uh, full-blown upper echelon of lizard people who live on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it includes uh, <laughs> such luminaries as Queen Elizabeth, oh. George W. Bush. I can see that. Yep. The Clintons. I was about to say, the Clintons, they feature in everything. <laughs> they sure do. The Rothschilds. Yep. There we are again. And Bob Hope. <laughs> Bit okay. of a field. <laughs> He's having old skin does not make him a lizard. Um, so it's based on this 1998 book by David Icke called The Biggest Secret. And That's, this is not the first time we've heard Ick on the show. We certainly haven't. <laughs> he is, I mean, it's not the first time we haven't. Have? What? Hello? Anyway, David <laughs> David Ick made, made this book and, uh, and basically laid it out. Um, it's about how uh, all of these lizards from outer space now live here. <laughs> and, and they are... Wow, uh, really taking the world by storm. <laughs> he must be psyched. It's a real sleeper hit. <laughs> The lizard people. <laughs> 98, still going strong. <laughs> There's like fucking friends. <laughs> just won't die. No. Reruns. <laughs> rerun after rerun. Uh, a, a An interview with uh, lizard people scholar. Uh, <laughs> no. That can't be a title. <laughs> Philip Bump is a... <laughs> A lizard person scholar and also a journalist at the Washington Post. <laughs> also, immediate, a massive cokehead, obviously. <laughs> Immediately debunking any credibility the Washington Post has. Or debunking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when he was asked what do lizard people want, he replied, world domination. <laughs> That's a good start. Yep. Uh, where do lizard and people. Those sweet, delicious eggs. <laughs> All they want is to slither under your cool home. <laughs> and uh, when the sun comes out, bask on your rocks. <laughs> Other than that, they will leave you alone. Actually, now that I think about it, Debbie the old midwife has all of the lizard people qualities we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 
question. Where do lizard people come from? Answer. Lizard people are primarily from the constellation Draco. Of course. <laughs> but uh, some... Where the Malfoys are from. <laughs> But according to Scholar Bump, <laughs> there are also some reptoids that come from Sirius and Orion too. Mate, I'm going to say this to you. I know it's... I reckon that should actually <laughs> be used as an insult. Like, I think, mate, you you are the real reptoid here. <laughs> then there's this... Eyewitness account and strange uh, YouTube video of somebody who is alleging that Justin Bieber is the new Grand Lizard. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they just, they rhymed it with Grand Wizard like it's the KKK. Right? It's incredible. Grand Lizard. Grand Grand Lizard. Uh, And this is based off a video that shows not this, but that they describe as... Uh, footage of him at a concert where mid-gig he transformed into a 20-foot-high black scaly reptile and back again. (laughs) I've seen the video. He's just a small Canadian man (laughs) the whole time. At at absolute worst, he has slightly blemished skin. (laughs) Then, finally, uh, it goes on to, once again, as all great conspiracy theories do, rope in... Barack Obama. Oh, love this. <laughs> Apparently, former Grand Lizard. <laughs> he ha- he handed the throne over to, or, or the hot rock yeah. over to <laughs> Justin Bieber. In an elaborate ceremony. Oh. What would that even look like? Uh, Obama <laughs> handing anything to Bieber. <laughs> also, a lizard handing anything to another lizard <laughs> because famously, shitty thumbs. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, this one, which just is great because (laughs) it proves that you don't have to have a fancy, uh, rich network of uh, of luminaries in order to have a great conspiracy theory. (laughs) Or giant lizard tail (laughs) and face. No, sometimes you just need a terrible airport because it turns out Denver Airport is the home of all evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's where American Airlines are based. Correct. (laughs) The New World Order uh, says that Denver Airport um, has a series of signs uh, that show that it is where the beast lives. Uh, (laughs) Here's here's one of the signs. It is a large mural uh, that, uh, I mean, look, it's, you, you look at that, that's it in Denver Airport. I would say that the only crime here is that it is kind of, Shitty art. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's a crime it's, against creativity. It's it's like a sort of ghoul semi Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> with a sickle and a it looks gun. Like <laughs> Vader crossed with a green army man toy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Bill Gates. Let's get to the uh, get to the bottom of this because it's great. Basically, the Bill Gates is the uh, the worst person on earth and started coronavirus. Comes from a talk he did in 2015 where he said this incredibly uh, elevated sentence. If anything kills over 10 million people over the next few decades, it is likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than war. That makes sense. Yeah. That is just one of those those things that you go, yep, he's a smart man. That makes sense. Uh, that didn't get a lot of traction in 2015, but I'll tell you what. 
now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, yep. that has been viewed 64 million times oh, in yeah. the space of a very short period. And it is now spurring some of the greatest psycho behaviour on the internet, <laughs> which, <laughs> which includes these sorts of things. Claims that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has tested vaccines on children in Africa and India, leading to thousands of deaths and irreversible injuries. Uh, he is also on trial in India. Okay, so these are all very easy to prove untrue. Yeah. <laughs> that is false. Um, <laughs> he's accused of rolling out a tetanus vaccine in Kenya that includes abortion drugs. Uh, also false. Uh, <laughs> there's a video on the website of the New American Magazine's Facebook page that uh, says that Mr. Gates has a link to China's Communist Party and he wants to depopulate the earth. Uh, it's been shared six and a half thousand times. Oh, my God. Um, the latest is a video accusing Bill Gates of wanting to microchip people and that's got two million views on YouTube. My big thing about all of that is like, you think that there are chips that are going to be implanted into our skin that can murder us remotely. We can't cure cancer. <laughs> like, why Why do you think that we can create like tiny enough things to go into people's bloodstreams to switch off humans? <laughs> why do you think that? It's, I mean, these same people say that uh, cancer has been cured and, like the, and that Bill Gates has the cure and is holding it in his safe and uh, that that's all part of population control. It's like when people have been up in arms during this whole epidemic where they're just like, I don't want to write down my name and number because you will have my data as they go into a pub or something. And it's like, mate, the amount of data that everyone has on you is ridiculous. You are <laughs> writing down your number on a sheet of paper <laughs> that is likely going to be thrown out. Google right now can tell you the speed at which you're walking, what direction you're facing, and your buying habits from everything from shoes to groceries. <laughs> your number is the least of your fucking worries. <laughs> My favourite conspiracy along this uh, line comes from devoted man of God, seminal rapper. Oh, dear. And presidential <laughs> candidate, candidate, Kanye West. <laughs> it's so good. They were asking him about what's happening with the whole virus. And he says, th this is a strong first quote from Kanye. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. Not a thing. Oh, fuck. So when they say the way we're going to fix COVID is with a vaccine, I'm extremely cautious. That's the mark of the beast. <laughs> yes. We are through the looking glass, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god They want to put chips inside of us They want to do all kinds of things To make it where we can't cross the gates of heaven <laughs> I love how he's, he's just now taking He's he's making have you, have you ever seen like a recipe in a book And you go you know what Instead of that I'm going to try something else Maybe I'll add a bit of cumin Maybe I'll add about a, a, a bit of this This is exactly what he's doing He's just like I'm going to just take Little dash of religious fanaticism Line it up with anti-vax stuff and what a lovely dumb shit pie I've created. <laughs> hey, conspiracy gumbo. I'm sorry when I say they, the humans that have the devil inside them. What? And the sad thing is that the saddest thing is that we won't all make it to heaven. That there'll be some of us that do not make it. Next question. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> 
Oh man, that dude is all kinds of cooks. It's it's great, and uh, and that sort of follows straight onto the uh, onto the heels of China uh, flipping the entire narrative about it coming out of a Chinese lab around onto uh, the United States by effectively a large conspiracy theory uh, gathering steam in China is that the U.S. military imported COVID into China. Yes, uh, which is which is great. I think that any. Trump is slinging some arrows their way. You've got to expect some back. Yeah, uh, this is this is mostly great because <laughs> it involves a uh, syndicated approach to bringing a virus into China under the guise of participating in the military Olympics last year in Wuhan uh, for China, uh, as the Atlantic reports. An accompanying attempt to rename COVID the USA virus is going viral. Wow. <laughs> Which is amazing because who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's just this is so much wasted time I know. On, on things that are definitely false. The yeah. 5G one and the chemtrails uh, one is still my fave, uh, along with the NASA Illuminati uh, joint approach, um, no. which, which is great. Nothing beats Grand Lizard, <laughs> Justin Bieber. That <laughs> is fucked. Well, what, do you, what do you think the lizard's thoughts are on coronavirus because <laughs> if anything, the fact that it came uh, from and originated in a wet market where lizards are sold, they must be furious. I reckon they're over there in the Draco Malfoy galaxy, looking at Earth and being like, "There is no way we'd go to that fucked up planet." <laughs> <laughs> Bieber's like, "I told you, Barack. This is what happens when you eat bats." <laughs> oh, how good! Well. That's probably about it for us this week on uh, episode six, Colin, Return of the Jedi. Congratulations again, my friend. Thank you. On the new arrival. And um, guys, if you want to get in touch with us, we actually have a couple of things going on right now. We have our Patreon, which we have um, set up recently. It is a way for people to support us um, and also get access to exclusive content. There's merch that's going to be coming out soon. And just go on there, have a look. You can actually check it through our link tree, which is currently in our Insta bio. We also have a pin post on our Facebook about our Patreon if you were interested in supporting us. If you just want to send through some uh, little goodies so that you can get onto the show, um, please find us on Instagram. We are Gus and Rig at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Find us Shit Show, all one word on Facebook. Or send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. And finally, last but not least, go on to your favourite podcast platform, and then change that to iTunes because we would love you <laughs> to subscribe on uh, on iTunes and leave a five-star review. If it's less than five stars, don't leave it. It's really that simple. Yeah, it really allows other people to get onto us uh, in all kinds of ways <laughs> and also will catapult us to D-level fame. <laughs> <laughs> that is so offensive to everybody who's already got D-level fame. <laughs> there are many alphabetical letters below that that we're yet to reach. So jump on, give us a five-star review, hit subscribe, and you'll get this delivered straight to your inbox. I think that's all we have time for. Yep, I have to now go briefly transform into a 20-foot large black lizard. <laughs> and I am going to pretend that we're recording until the evening and take a sleep here. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See ya. See <laughs> ya.